A little proper intro. All right, guys, sure. for those watching and tuning in right now, my guest joining me today, you may remember him from the guinea pig season of Ari the One, or you might remember him from the guinea pig debut of Ari the One on the Challenge, season 26, Battle of the Exes 2. That's right. Mr. John Jacobs, formerly known as JJ. What's up? Nice to be here. Nice to see you. Yeah, that's funny. You're having me on uh, a podcast about the challenge. I'm the equivalent of like a kicker in the NFL who played five (laughs) games and then nobody ever heard from him again. What what, what did you get more notoriety or like recognition from, so to speak? Like if you get like messages or like maybe by some chance you'll run into someone. Oh, are you the one for sure? Especially because they put it on Netflix. They put it on Netflix and it got top ten, so it, it was just like it came out for the first time. But yeah, people say what's up to me from Are You the One. Some people know me from TikTok because I make a lot of like stand-up stuff and sketch videos. So yeah, I, I still get recognized almost on a daily basis. It's pretty cool. Yeah, would it be even cooler if you got royalties from some of those uh, Netflix yeah, episodes? they fucked us real bad. They didn't even tell us it was coming out on Netflix. Some random person on Instagram had to tell me. And, uh, yeah, they screwed us over real bad. And, you know, the stories, so few people seem to have, you know, positive experiences with MTV. But, uh, you know, it's whatever. I get it. It's a business. I'm not giving, there's no reason for them to keep calling me up. Did you have positive experience with MTV? On Are You The One? Yeah, I had a great time. And then uh, the challenge was more weird. I mean, because Are You The One was a brand new show. And, you know, they were, like, nice to us and stuff. And they were very accommodating. But, uh, but yeah, the challenge was, like, because that was on season 26. So it's, like, they've already been doing this forever. And there's kind of there's kind of no charm to it, like a new show. Like, the challenge is just a machine that runs and you're either part of it or you're not. And it was more strict and yeah, they would limit the alcohol again. We weren't allowed to go anywhere. And like, yeah, it just, it just felt, it didn't feel fun. Are you the one was fun. And the challenge was like, just weird. Yeah. I do hear it's kind of like a little bit of a prison element to it. Like, I think like there is type of, uh, psychological thing that goes on there you know with the uh limiting of alcohol and like the uh kind of enclosing you guys in and like what you're limited in doing because they kind of want like a reaction i think on that show yeah everybody on the show is paranoid and 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 then the one i was on was battle of the x's too which is just such a a mentally unhealthy concept in general of like you're gonna work with your ex this person who you've got like problems with or whatever and then, yeah, I don't know, everybody's different ages. And what I realized was everybody who's on reality TV is kind of stuck in the age that they got on TV, which I think is pretty funny. Like, everybody in the Challenge House had, like, Dumb and Dumber references. And I'm like, this movie came out in, like, 95. What are you guys talking about? So, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty funny how these people, I mean, reality people in general, it seems like they have, like, a lot of potential and just no direction. Because, like, they have good personalities, but there's just no, like, avenue for them to use any of this talent, I guess you'd call it. I think in a lot of cases, too, when it comes to branching out of reality TV, sometimes reality TV personalities are even looked at a certain way with, like, kind of a stigma. I mean, you you could attest to it. I mean, comedy, I know, is one industry I've heard that, like, when people that come out of reality TV try to get into that, they're kind of, like, 
almost in a way like doors get shut and they're like, well, what is your talent? Like you're a reality personality. Like what, what do you have to offer? I mean, sure. did that ever happen for you? Well, luckily I had, I had already been doing stand up for like seven years before I got on TV. Okay. So stand up was what I was doing already. And then, yeah, once I got reality, I mean, see, so yeah, some people probably looked at me weird doing shows and like, Oh, this is just a reality guy or whatever. But I got to do a lot of colleges and I still perform at colleges and, I get good reviews every time and you know it's like a nice surprise so we assume it's but then it's great every time so it's like okay yeah he's like a real comedian was it a natural transition for you then like coming out of the shows like being able to be like okay the show's done i'm able to kind of uh, ingratiate myself back into my normal life when who i was or like were there any moments of like kind of maybe being drawn into wanting to like fill a bit of the character that you uh, had to be on the show. Yeah. People at bars and shit who would meet me definitely would want me to like, I don't know, be like a drunken mess or something or, or yeah. Reality TV. You have that stigma of like, Oh yeah. Drama, you know, let's like cause problems or whatever. So yeah, people would be weird sometimes, but I mean, I was the same on TV as I am in real life, I think, in the sense of, you know, I, I didn't take any of that seriously and I was just having fun and, you know, living living my dreams. So, yeah, I mean, I've just been having fun the whole time and I'm still I'm still an entertainer. And, yeah, it was funny because on the shows, like, on Are You The One at least, everybody's, like, acting like they're going to get famous and shit. And I'm like, none of you guys do anything. Like, what are you going to be famous for? But for some reason, they're just like, yeah, you know, we're going to be famous. We're going to be, like, famous people. And, uh, and yeah, none of them became famous, but yeah, I think I'm on the way I've got, uh, I've got some good projects I've been working on. I have a new stand up special coming out real soon. And, uh, and yeah, so I'm pushing my shit. I am curious. Why do you, why do you care about reality TV? What do you do this for? I just saw that there was an audience for it. And I think like, um, I think that the people going on these shows, whether or not the edit which is typically only like an hour at most shows it like they have like kind of stories that are like able to kind of dive more deep into that the casual eye doesn't see so i guess that part about it intrigued me so then i thought i could add my own kind of unique and uh interesting spin on uh the genre then usually we're only seeing like with normal interviews right with like the us weeklies of the world it's like standard like robotic q a like surface level questions you know and i figured that i was able to add my own kind of uh you know spin to it so here That's we are. Nice. yeah i mean i i do think per, uh, reality people are very interesting people and they always yeah they always have cool backstories and cool personalities so it is nice that you know these people get a chance to to shine in some sort of light on tv and see if that brings anything cool to them but yeah, you know, people get egos and stuff takes over. And yeah, I mean, I, after I got on TV the first time, I think I definitely thought I was really cool for a while. Really? But then, you know, you get, oh yeah, I mean, you know, because you're out and people know you and I got to do like club appearances and stuff where you just show up and everybody loves you. So I got, you know, you do, you do things that do boost your ego. But yeah, ultimately, you know, you just get humbled. I mean, you know, drugs and stuff and gambling brought me down. And, you know, I, I, I didn't become a superstar immediately. So I, I realized like, oh, that's not just gonna, that's just, gonna, you know, I've been doing stand up, but I didn't, you know, get like a Netflix special 
or anything. I'm still just I'm still just doing my shit. Would you say the time on your show did it hurt relationships of yours or help them? Um, I don't know. I I don't. I mean, I, I've always been a mess with like relationships and dating, and it's just it's never. I don't know. I get bored and I, I'm just not happy in it. I don't feel fulfilled. So it's, it's just felt like more of the same. It probably amplified it because yeah, now I've, I've been in, in the public eye trying to date or like be intimate with people. And it's, it was just a total mess, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I had a great time and I don't regret anything I've, I've done or would have, would have been through. So I've enjoyed the whole ride the whole time, and I'm still having a good time. Yeah, I feel like maybe this isn't the case in all cases, but I think once you go on a dating show, and, like, depending on, like, I'm not saying this is anybody in particular, but depending on, let's just say to the casual eye, like, they don't like, you know, their behavior that somebody showcases, like, on the show or whatever, mm-hmm. it might hurt their relationship kind of status, like, coming out of the show when you try to meet someone that isn't within, like, that same kind of... uh reality family i guess you say right yeah. like probably be like think that you're branded in some aspects as like oh this person yeah for sure yeah i mean it, it can be harder for people to take you more seriously in a relationship if you were on a dating show or on reality tv and especially you know especially when it's something obnoxious and wild like mtv where you're just drunk the whole time and like you know being an idiot so yeah it's it is weird to be in relationships after all that stuff, but I don't know. I I just don't worry about that stuff too much at this point. Yeah, but you wanted to go on a dating show. Like, was that your plan, or like, did you just did it fall in your lap? They didn't tell us what it was. They brought us out on the show without telling us what it was. So that was part of the fun. Yeah, they were they were just like it's like a reality show in in uh, Hawaii, and we'll tell you when you get there. And we're like, okay. So I just <laughs> I just did it because it was something to do. Did you submit like a, a casting call or go to like an open tryout or something? Well, I had tried out for the real world a while ago. And I didn't get that uh, within a year. I got an email. And the person said that they found me on Facebook, which I don't know if that makes any sense. But yeah, I just got an email out of nowhere that was like, we have a new TV show if you're interested. So I was like, yeah, totally. Okay. Well, how was the process? Well, like, I know they like uh, they really examine you. I know for Ari the One in general, like it's a really uh, thorough mental examination. Like they ask you a bunch of questions and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We had like Scantron tests and we had like a couple of them had hundreds of questions and you know, you meet with like a psychologist or psychiatrist and yeah, interviews and Skype interviews. And, and yeah, the, the final thing was you go out to LA and they put you up in a hotel and you like meet the producers and the casting whatevers. And yeah, so like just a bunch of interviews and a bunch of questionnaires. Yeah. Cause you know, I guess they just want to make sure you're, it's like, they want you crazy enough to do a reality show, but like not crazy enough where you're going to hurt anybody. Mm. do you remember any like the craziest things that they potentially asked you in that process or you kind of wiped them out of your memory uh one of the funny questions it was like it was like one of the written uh test questions i just thought was hilarious it was uh if you could draw a flower what kind of flower would you draw 
And I don't, I don't know what they get from that, but I just thought that was like, it's like, what the fuck are they trying to learn from us with these stupid <laughs> questions? Yeah, it was pretty psycho. Sh- and yeah, I remember for the Are You The One casting, the like psychiatrist or whatever I met with, because we met, we met with a couple separate people. It was like a psychiatrist, a therapist maybe. But uh, one of the ladies, I was like, this seems like totally bullshit or whatever. And she's like, yeah, it is. And I'm like, yeah, that, that sounds right. You're on it. Like, did you think like, oh, okay, I got this in the bag? Yeah, I never doubted that we we would win. I always assumed we would win the whole time, and I mean, all of it just seems like nonsense, bullshit anyway. Of like this matchmaking stuff. So I was like, you know, there's like producers and cast, like they're gonna make it however they want to make it anyway, like was this person really my match or was this just what was convenient at the end? Like, I don't know. So yeah, I mean, you know, I had fun and you know, I, I felt real feelings at times, but yeah, I, the whole time I knew it was, you know, it's an MTV reality show and you know, most of these people are monsters. So it is what it is. Is there any part of you that feels like maybe the match things were like predetermined? You say weren't predetermined? No were predetermined yeah i mean that's what it was supposed to be right that it was predetermined like they, they're supposed to know who our matches before we go on right but that's just like by the by the textbook or by the analytics like not necessarily yeah. dependent on whether or not you guys develop a genuine connection upon meeting yeah sure i mean i think in reality maybe each person on the show they had like three matches and then as long as you like ended up with one of those three people it probably worked out into their game okay yeah i mean you know they got storyboard people and shit on these shows into this i don't think they would just like let it be a total shit show did you enjoy how you were portrayed on the show yeah i thought they portrayed me pretty good what about the challenge same thing the challenge, I didn't really get much airtime, so I, I don't, you know, I don't think there was much to show anyway. It's because I didn't try to fight anybody, and I didn't try to fuck anybody, so they were like, this guy's not doing our favorite things, so. I, th- I thought for sure you would have been one of those, like, uh, under-the-radar guys that gets kept around for a while because, like, they enjoyed, like, just his presence in the house, like, they thought you were funny or something. Yeah, you nailed it. That's exactly what it was, but, uh, you know, we just, we lost because of a swimming challenge. Simone wasn't great at it. And, you know, we got knocked out, but, uh, yeah, they, they said they would have kept me around the whole time. They were like, yeah, yeah, you're a layup, whatever. We like your jokes and shit. So, you know, I think, I think I would have stuck around the whole time if, you know, if we just performed decently in the challenges. So you told a bunch of jokes like during your time there? That oh goes yeah. Through. They had it in the, uh, the shit you're not supposed to show. show, shit, show. Yeah. Yeah. The shit they should have shown show. They, they showed me do stand up in the house. So I yeah like the first night I I said I was a comedian and they're like oh yeah do stand up right now and like they announced to the house they're like hey John's gonna do stand up for us and uh, and yeah I jumped up on a table and I did stand up for like fifteen minutes and uh, and I killed it and they loved it and everybody was happy. Oh. Yeah, I, it's stuff like that too. Like on a cast full of people and I think the show is like really dependent on character development and stuff. Like I feel like stuff like that. Why would you leave that out? of the cutting floor you know like 
I understand like there's a limited amount of time to showcase certain like stories and developments that are going on in the episode. But I, I think that uh, if they would have showed something like that, it would have allowed the audience to kind of like be able to connect with you more, have like some sense of sympathy to see you go home. Whereas like it kind of feels like, you know, they have their favorites and then other people are kind of disposable on the show and just there to get the thing off the ground moving. Yeah, I mean, it felt like production didn't really care about me or didn't care I was there. So I think, I don't know, I just think I wasn't giving them enough of whatever they wanted. So they're like, yeah, fuck this kid. Mm. When you get to the airport, though, because obviously you guys are uh, new kids on the block. Like at that point, we hadn't seen Ari the one uh, cast members make the crossover to the challenge. Like, yeah. Was, were you guys, like, very easily, like, able to ingratiate with those other guys? Or, like, did they kind of have, like, a little bit of a fraternity vibe coming into this thing? Like, earn your keep a little bit? Uh, it definitely felt like a fraternity, but they didn't really give a shit or give us any hard time. Like, on the show, they made it seem like that. Like, they, like, cut to up of Zach being like, we're gonna, like, we're gonna give these kids hell or whatever. But, like... They were cool with me the whole time, especially from the moment I did stand-up the first night. They're like, oh, yeah, this kid's great. Do whatever you want. So, yeah, it, it, I mean, it felt like a frat, and, yeah, the sense of, like, yeah, they're, like, some sort of weird family. But, but yeah, they, they didn't give me any hard time. Everybody was very nice to me. Really? Wow. Yeah, so, everything was totally peaceful. How, how was your dynamic with Simone heading into the show? Um, I wasn't a fan of her at the time because... You know, Are You The One was full of clips of her trashing me. So, you know, I was still like, you know, fuck this person. They were mean to me. So, you know, it was annoying to have to to do that. And, uh, and yeah, I, I think if it was like a solo thing, I probably would have lasted plenty long. But, yeah, you know, you're tied to your ex. So it is what it is. Listen, I'm sure I'm sure actually doing that experience had to have been like really taxing mentally because I mean, I couldn't ever imagine having to pair up with an ex. But I will say, like from a casual viewer standpoint, that's one of my favorite seasons like ever. Of the show that I, watch. I really love that season. Battle of the Exes, too. Yeah, I feel like Fuck. I, I looked at it, I was like, this has got to be one of the most boring seasons that's ever been on. Wow, really? A lot, oh, yeah, of, I mean, a lot I, of people really like it. Really? Yeah. I, I didn't even finish it. Wow. Well, I mean, I mean, this is the thing, too. I think, like, once you, like, actually do something and then you watch the finished product back, you have a little bit of a different uh, skewed opinion on it. Maybe maybe that can play a part. Yeah, once I, I got kicked off, I didn't, I didn't watch anymore. It makes sense. I was just like, yeah, I was there. I got it. And, you know, I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was exciting. I just, when I was living there in the house, it didn't feel like much was going on it felt yeah it felt slow i mean it's, it's just all day long you're sitting around this house and i i feel like the house we had was not a good one because uh it was like all open air and yeah. there was very few spots to like be inside like our bedroom was pretty much the only thing that was like inside everything else was outside so it was just like miserable hot in the jungle yeah, it was and hot as shit there, right? Yeah, Central America in the middle of the jungle. And, uh, and yeah, so, like, it didn't feel particularly nice, like, the house we were in. And, yeah, we weren't near anything. Like, every time we went somewhere, it was, like, an hour drive at least. And, uh, yeah, so, like, 
you know, it wasn't it wasn't like the most fun atmosphere. Mm. Well, you had been there what, maybe like three weeks or something, two weeks? How long would you say? Yeah, for me, I guess I was there for like sixteen days, maybe. That's it. Wow. Because I and, think you you went home episode three. So. Well, yeah. Well, we got kicked off the show episode three, but we stayed in house for two more weeks so like technically i was like fifth out but you know yeah we were off the main house three three shows and i mean the weeks on these shows are like two days three days so you know yeah that you know that that lingo of like it's we've been here for six weeks it's like it's like 13 days (laughs) that was an interesting concept too putting you guys in a uh what would it be was it the exiled house? Oh yeah, exile house. Yeah, that shit was hilarious. Oh man, yeah, just me and Simone stuck in this empty house in the middle of nowhere. Were you guys already mentally checked out at that point, or I was. Really? She was. She was still into it. She wanted to get back in the house. I was just. I mean, I was dealing with a whole bunch of random shit. Like I had. I had been put on like this reality gossip website. I got catfished and they said I tried to cheat on my girlfriend and uh, the website, which like put this story out, I was like emailing them about it. I'm like, this wasn't even a real person. Like, what is this? And they were like, Oh, uh, we got, we got this from somebody from MTV. So it sounded, yeah, they, they said it sounded like someone from MTV catfished me on purpose because they didn't want me to be in a relationship when I went into the challenge. So you wait. So you actually did get catfished, or was somebody? I got catfished. I was I was doing a show in a in a different town, and uh, I started getting messages from somebody, and I was responding, and nobody ever showed up, and then it was on the internet, and when I reached out to the website, they said this was given to us by someone who works at MTV. So, and I, I've heard similar stories from other cast members of like weird shit happening to them, which ruins their relationship. So I have no doubt that MTV goes out of their way to fuck with people's lives to get them in the perfect condition for a reality show. Wow. Oh, yeah. I mean, these are billion-dollar companies, Viacom and shit. Like, I'm sure they have people dedicated to, you know, preparing the talent to be in the right mindset. So they, they literally knew where I was. So there was something going on with my phone or what. Anytime I would go to my girlfriend's house... I would get a text message that's like, we told you not to go there. And I'm like, what is this? And like, we had to get the police involved and we couldn't figure anything out. So, so you were actually, you were actually in a relationship and while this person was, uh, interesting. Wow. Yeah. I was in a relationship and then, yeah, vague, weird text messages. And yeah, like I think it was MTV people. Cause they were like referring to my career. They're like, if you listen to us, you know, you'll have a good career, like saying really cryptic shit to me. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like something you would see. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a hundred percent some weird shit you would see in a movie or TV. Yeah. I think, I, I, yeah, I think if I broke up with the girl and just did whatever the weird number was telling me to do, like I'd probably still be on MTV. Were they like blackmailing you? Not really. Well, it seemed like they were trying to, but I was like, this isn't even a real person. I was like, I was like, what are you going to do to me? Like, th- I know this isn't a real person. So this, this part, did they reach out to you through social media or like a dating app or would they just directly texted you straight up text message? 
I mean, at that point, I would have to speculate that it would probably either be somebody you know, like, or somebody who has it out for you, like, trying to, like, uh, play a prank on you or something, or potentially MTV themselves. Uh, I think it was MTV because when on Are You the One, they took our phones for, you know, 50 days, and I don't have a password on my phone. So I'm sure they just put like a location thing on me so they could see any time I was at my girlfriend's house. Wow. <laughs> yep. This is interesting. Oh, yeah, I'm probably going to get killed just for talking about this. But <laughs> they don't give a shit about me at this see, point. They know. See, they know. So you knew while you were in the exile house like that this was happening? How'd you find out? It happened before I got on the challenge. Did you get your phone back in exile and like, or you just? Well, I mean, like we get like phone calls every now and then, but like the whole catfish thing and the issues happened before I went on the challenge. So while I was on the challenge, I was still dealing with like this weird thing. It just happened to me. And like, clearly somebody's stalking me and my girlfriend. And so you brought this to the authorities and they just didn't have uh, any conclusive, uh, I guess. No, I mean, there was, there was nothing to trace besides like the one phone number that was messaging me and it was like you know so it was it was like messages through like through like a second app that had a number so it was all like very well i don't know dealt with mm. but you never heard anything like come from that then like you don't know still to this day like concrete nope. like what it was still no still no idea they just you know it just stopped texting me like, did did you notice a pattern, like, once, like, uh, you started to bring it to the authorities' attention when the text stopped, or did they still keep going, like? I think I just blocked the number, but, yeah, it, it would only message me when I would go to my girlfriend's house, but there would never be, like, any cars around that are watching me, so there would be no way to know I was there unless you were tracking my phone. Wow. Yeah. So did you get the uh, article or whatever it was pulled down, or did it was is it still up there? No, I, I I got them to like yeah reword it and be like it turned out like he's being like stalked and this is real. So I got them to change the article. Wow! Uh, but I don't know if it's even up anymore. I think they took it down. Hmm. Well, crazy sounds- shit, dude. Imagine that. Like, <laughs> it's just so weird. I can't even wrap my head around that. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's some Illuminati shit. But, like, because there, was there wasn't a, an MTV reunion show. It was either Are You the One or The Challenge or something. And, uh, yeah, two of the cast members were talking about their relationship. And then one of them was like, yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, I got this stuff texted to me from some random number. And then, it, you know, it ruined their relationship. So after seeing that, I was like, okay, there's a pattern of this happening to cast members. So, yeah, I'm, I'm 100% sure that the people at MTV have designated people to fuck with you. Wow. Has that rubbed yeah. you wrong? Has that kind of, like, soured over your uh, maybe opinion on, like, your time there then? Or... No, I don't let it bother me because I, I mean, you know, business is disgusting and the more money involved, the grosser shit people do. So I get that, you know, it's not personal. They just wanted me to be the best possible cast mate. And uh, and yeah, you know, this is the kind of nonsense conspiracy shit that exists in every aspect of industry. So, 
you know, when millions and billions of dollars are involved in anything, there's going to be influences. Right. Well, I mean, one thing that you did take part in on that elimination round on the challenge was that eating thing. How yeah. stupid eating. How, how difficult? What, what What was it that you ate? You Were you eating the... the it was just like some dry cookies. cookies. Okay. It was, yeah, it was like some dry banana cookie or something. You didn't and have I, you didn't have the yucca sticks, right? I think that was Brittany. Oh, that was Brittany, yeah. Adam had the brownies, right? Yeah, yeah. And what did you? Well, your thing was like this, like weird. I don't remember the Catacones. name. Catacones. Yeah, that. How, yeah, yeah. That, is that actually hard to eat? Yeah, it was just like a hard, dry cookie. And I mean, if I really pushed, sure, maybe I could have done it, but I just couldn't do it at the time. Yeah, it was you know the most anti-dramatic elimination of all time. It was all so weak, dude. I couldn't believe that they actually did that. That's usually something you would see on like a reg- like one of those like regular challenges you guys do during the daytime. Yeah. I can't Yeah, it was pretty weak, dude. I know. And it was like so uh highly anticipated too, seeing Ari the one against Ari the one. Yeah, Ari the one against each other. Such such worthless worthless nonsense. Yeah. Did you get yeah. called at, at, did you get called for any future seasons after that or was that oh, it? Oh no. They never talked to me again. Wow. I, didn't, I didn't give them what they wanted, man. So not even like another show, like a spinoff show for any like other shows? Um. Well, they did call me at one point for X on the beach. Really? But Yeah, but they it like turned out to be a mistake because they wanted Simone on it. And she said her ex was named John and they thought it was me, but it was like a different guy. Where were you guys on, like, a scale from 1 to X, Simone? I mean, we, we, we weren't really, you know, much of anything. I mean, we, you know, we talked on Are You The One for a little bit, and then, and then it was an issue the rest of the show. But, you know, we, we're, you know, we're fine at this point. I mean, we're, we're okay. Yeah. We don't talk. I mean, yeah, I haven't seen her in, you know, seven years, probably. Probably since then. <laughs> Yeah, probably since we left the airport coming home from Central America. Hmm. I did see after that, uh, sh- not too long after that show, you had like a little bit of a hospital scare. Yes, I did. What was that like? Or what was the stem, rather, if you don't mind? I, I overdosed on cocaine. Really? Yeah. I think many people thought you were joking when you said like drugs or i say no to drugs something around those lines right i think Uh, yep i overdosed on cocaine and uh it was especially sensitive time because dm and knight had just died so i i was you know i was on that season with them and so for a third person to to go to the hospital with something it was very serious and uh and yeah so that was a that was a terrible time and uh I don't do I don't do coke anymore. Mm. Do you have a good relationship with those two while you're on that show? Yeah, Knight and Diem were very cool to me, and Knight really enjoyed my stand up, and he continued to tell me that throughout the show, and he was very nice to me. So yeah, they were both very cool to me, and yeah, it was it was a shame. And what one thing was, uh, they they did like a special for Diem after she died. And uh, they asked me if I would record, like, a video message for it. But I didn't do it just because, I don't know, it didn't, it, it felt too strange for me to record a video message 
for someone I didn't know that well to be put on TV. So that just felt a little too personal and intimate to do. So I, I chose not to participate in that. That makes sense. I mean, everybody goes uh, about, I guess, their uh, coping methods differently. So you can't really condemn you for not doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it just didn't feel right to, like, I don't know, do this thing of, like, acting like we were real close friends or something. I mean, you know, we, we didn't know each other that well. So it, it didn't feel right to, to make a message of, like, hey, you know, you're so great. I miss you, this and that. It's like... I don't. It just. It just. I don't know. I, it. It feels ex- exploitive to uh, to make something like this. I mean, yeah. It, it just. I don't know. MTV's weird. All these. All these. All networks are weird. But you know, MTV's a little extra because it deals with like youth culture. So there's an extra layer of like toxicity that they add to everything they do. I mean, Bo Burnham talked about it because he made Zach Stone for them, and Bo Burnham said that he doesn't like MTV because they sexualize children. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it's a company that sells sex to kids, and uh, you know, they're they're never gonna speak to me again. They're going to kill me. I know it. But yeah, it's uh, you know, every, it's all Illuminati nonsense, man. Everything's triangles. The VMAs is a weird ritual. But yeah, you know, it's just uh, there's there's some level of strangeness that kind of feels off to a lot of the things they put out. Yeah, well, I mean, you've got a lot of good things going on today. I know TikTok you mentioned is something that you've taken part in recently. How, how do you has you felt like that's rejuvenated your, yourself in terms of like your career path at this point? Yeah, the uh, are you the one being put on Netflix got me like back out and then. I started making TikTok and, you know, I'm at like almost 350,000 followers. And wow. so that's been nice. And, you know, I get money from TikTok and, and Facebook and Instagram and all that. So uh, that's been nice for people to see my stand up and, you know, and to be able to look at content and I create. So that feels nice. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it would be nice to get on some sort of TV show in the future, whether it's scripted or reality. I mean, I prefer to do something professional as opposed to like drunken reality nonsense. But, you know, if that's the only opportunity, I'd probably do one of them again. I mean, you seem like you could probably translate well into acting. I think I could. I mean, I've made like a million comedy sketches over the years that have different ranges of emotion. So I think I could play any part, but... Yeah, it's just about getting in front of the right people or auditioning for the right thing and uh, and seeing if I get it. Do you want to plug your uh, TikTok at all? Or? Sure. Yeah, my TikTok is at John Jacobs CC. So if, awesome. you, if you look that up, you'll see tons of videos and stuff. You go by JJ more often or do you go by John? I go by John. And if somebody calls me JJ, that's fine. I don't really care. But yeah, not that many people anymore would call me jj it's usually just john was it was that just a show thing jj uh no in in school growing up like some kids would call me jj so it was kind of mixed maybe 50 50 Hmm. do you have an interesting background coming onto the show anything any complexities or um yeah there's 
don't know. I, I grew up with Tourette syndrome. That's the thing. And I wow. still have it and it's suppressed and, you know, just family stuff. But, uh, yeah, I, I think being a comedian from a young age and just, yeah, growing up with different struggles or whatever, uh, it's, I think it's an interesting background and dating's always been a mess for me, but yeah. So I, I like to think I have a pretty interesting life. Did they ask you at all about any of your background with the process? Uh, sure. Yeah. I, I talked to them about all my stuff and they, I think that's, I think that's why I got on because they, they saw that I had, uh, you know, been through and handled things. I think you would have been a great fit on the real world, honestly, if they got I to showcase. Yeah, it's not too late. Well, I'm probably much too old for it now, but. I don't even think it exists anymore. They, yeah, I don't even I, think they, it exists. They, they've been doing real world homecomings, like where they're revisiting and doing like, uh, right. bringing old cast back and having them live in their old house for two weeks and, you know, rehash the past and current events. But as far yeah. as current real world goes, like with casting new people, that thing has been dead for, uh probably about five years at this point maybe big brother i'm probably old enough for that listen you could probably go on survivor too even yeah i'd do any of that shit but um be good for your comedy too you get to get to spread the word yeah comic relief all those shows need a funny guy listen i think that's what you should do i think you should go out for survivor or big brother going forward maybe i'll try it'll be a redemption arc (laughs) yeah i think so all right. Well, I just want to thank you again for your time today. I had a great time chat with you. You're going to pick your yeah, brain yeah. a little bit. And, uh, you know, I wish you uh, luck and success with all your future endeavors that you got going on. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's nice that you, you run a podcast and talk to all these, uh, you know, all these washed up nobodies. But that's <laughs> nice that, yeah. uh, you know, letting us continue to talk. And, you know, I like I like good attention. I like positive attention. So you know, happy to, uh, happy to do something that seems that it's rooted in, in kindness and good stuff. So yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully you have success and, uh, you keep cranking these out and, you know, I, I like the graphics you have for all of them. It looks well done. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully you can, uh, you know, get a, get a big audience. Thank you. All right. Take care. See you later.